I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Toast, and happy Wednesday that feels like a Monday, but it also feels like a like a Thursday. I don't know. It's feeling crazy. I'm so out of sorts. Yeah. I can't keep track of what day it is and what day it isn't. Mm, and this week just kind of needs to cycle through itself, and we can start again on a fresh foot. Though I'm not trying to, like, rush away the three-day weekend. No, I am feeling not. utterly confused. I'm feeling utterly confused, utterly grateful. You know, yeah, I'm never going to – I'm never going to knock, knock a long weekend because it's great. But I think I'd be remiss, devastated, and heartbroken if I didn't acknowledge this weird sort of limbo feeling I'm feeling. I think a lot of people are feeling it. I'm seeing people who like were posting last night being like Sunday feels and then they're like, oh wait, shit, it's not Sunday. No, and I'm, I'm relating to them. And I definitely feel like, you know, I'm at a point in my life where I've really evolved past like the Sunday scaries. Like I feel good on Sundays. Like I always reset. I clean. I wash my hair. Like I've, I've turned it around. I've made Sundays my bitch a little bit. So I haven't had that feeling in a while. But like yesterday was like so negative. It was so toxic actually. Damn. And that was the holiday itself. I know. I was thinking that. I'm like. Not me and Jackie praising July 4th being on a Tuesday and like it low-key sucks. It kind of wasn't all it was cracked up to be. I mean, I can't really speak because I didn't have like a proper July 4th weekend. We were just in the city and doing like activities um, in the neighborhood. So we didn't like have the long weekend and, you know, we weren't grilling up. Even though I did right. have some watermelon yesterday, which was incredibly so, festive. That's so July 4th. It was so July 4th and it was so tasty. Um but I just felt like the weekend never started and it never ended. No, I love that description. Like, it was weird. Yeah, and everybody kind of had, like, different work schedules. So some people, like, they only had Tuesday. Other people are like, Thursday night, where's the party at? And it's right. like, we need to get on the same page as a country. No, because we were not united at all this week. <laughs> and you could totally feel it. And July 4th is a holiday about unity. Yeah. And we were just kind of all over the place as a society. We were very society. disjointed as a country. Yeah, I hate Do to complain. Do better, America. I hate to complain about days off because, you know, we had days off and we should just like celebrate. But I'd be, you know, we got to be honest. It wasn't like, <laughs> you know, like it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. But now I'm grateful that next year is the leap year and July 4th will be on a Thursday next year, which makes it extremely clear where right, and when we're celebrating. And then it's like the holiday is the Thursday. So we like have the big holiday and then it's Friday. No one's going to work that Friday. And then it's like you go straight into the weekend. I think this whole experiment has taught us the ideal day for July 4th is a Thursday, not a Wednesday like we thought. 
also there's the days of the week but then also the dates like the fact that July 4th weekend started on June 30th and it was like never July 4th it kept being July 2nd and we're celebrating July 4th like next year July 4th will be the first day of the weekend and then we come back to work it's July 8th hey we're a quarter of the way through July I'm already looking forward to next year like <laughs> let's plan something oh we're for sure planning something because I didn't get my proper July 4th though I did get to see fireworks last night because how I, was July 4th bed rest edition um not as good as July 4th Q and up edition pool party edition Q and up barbecue oh queuing up I thought you were like uh, okay, sorry, continue. <laughs> yeah, not as good as July 4th Pickleball Edition. Mm, yeah. But we had our fun. You always do. Yeah, Strice was love and life. Love we had that. some good time. Snitch actually came over for the 4th. That's lovely. Yeah, we had a reading play date. We both finished our Redheads book because we're recording the new episode tonight. This book was so good, and I learned so much. It's a That's book. The best. It, like, it, it just took me into, like, a whole new community. Like, it's about... um a boarding school for deaf kids and it's just about like deaf culture and throughout the book there's like sign language interspersed so hmm. I've been practicing some sign language hey look at you I can spell Bruno of course you can and I can I'm working on Jackie but it's it doesn't roll off the fingers as nicely as Bruno no because Bruno's perfect and that makes sense yeah so that's I've learned so much I'm really excited to record and the episode comes out tomorrow big day Big day. We haven't had a Redheads episode in like six weeks due to this shifting calendar. Today's episode is my favorite type of episode because you and I haven't seen each other in like five days. I know. It's been hard. We also haven't really chatted that We haven't because you've been like lit, you know, and we don't FaceTime when you're so lit unless you have a question no. for me. Yeah, which I did. Um, <laughs> and we just have so much catching up to do. Of course, Kyle and Mauricio, there's so much to discuss in the news, which is great. So much so that Jackie and I have actually decided today, so we're not rushed or anything, we're going to move to your toasters to tomorrow. I had the submissions, and they're really good. And I want to be able to, like, fully engage and not, you know, be an hour and a half in and be like, and now it's time for your toasters. Yeah, and I want to give it my all. And also, tomorrow we'll be in studio. And dear toasters is always fun together, and it will be fun to do it tomorrow. So I hope that's okay. Plus, the days of the week don't really apply this week. So I don't feel like we're beholden to Wednesday, dear toasters, considering it's not a Wednesday. It's literal lawlessness. Like, we don't have to follow any rules. No, and also, we make the rules. I get what I want. And this winter break, I want Jordan. We make the rules and we break the rules. We make the rules? Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't think of like another rebuttal that was better than yours. No, but you just like have to have the last. A hundred percent. What's it called? The last word. Yeah. No, like that's me. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, whatever. It suits us. I was actually thinking this morning, <clears throat> I was like, oh, I need to recap my weekend on the toast. My, my weekend started like a month ago. Uh-huh. I totally forgot like we podcasted Friday, right? We did. Remote. Remote. And then Friday night, like literally, I took this, like, this feels like a month ago. Me and Ben saw Ricky Gervais. Like, that right. doesn't even feel even remotely recent, but it was amazing. I wanted to tell everyone, like, you gotta see Ricky if he's in your town. And we weren't even planning it. Ben was just, like, looking up, like, things in the, going on in the city. And we're like, oh, should we go to, like, maybe see Ricky Gervais? And we literally bought, like, got tickets, like, maybe two hours before. It was incredible oh my god he's so fucking funny and he's so out of pocket like you just can't believe the shit that comes out of his mouth and what I really appreciated was so he did his whole show it was hysterical I don't want to like 
the whole weekend, me and Ben were, like, telling people we saw Ricky Gervais. Like, we each had favorite parts. And we were trying to, like, tell people what Ricky said. And we were just botching and, like, honestly making Ricky look so bad. You, there's Nobody should really ever try and, like, reenact, like, something you saw in a stand-up. Like, you just really – it's one of those things you had to be there for. That didn't stop us from, like, literally retelling all these jokes. And everyone was like, oh, so funny. Yeah. Like, but it really was so funny. But what I really liked about Ricky's show, I'd never seen Ricky Gervais live. And I'm not even a particular, like, big Ricky girl, you know? Um, so I didn't know that this was a thing he did, but everyone around me seemed to, like, know. Because when it was over, he, like, bowed and, and waved. And nobody got up. I'm like, move. I'm like, I got to beat the rush. I got to go. And nobody moved. I'm like, what? And he comes back out. So he has this obviously, like, very, um, what's the word? Provocative persona. Like, he says crazy shit, and he makes jokes, and he goes there. And I feel like he wants to make it clear, like, that's not who he is. He just, like, likes to make jokes like that because it's fucking funny. So he does his set where he's just saying, like, you know, crazy shit. And then he comes back out and just gives, like, a three-minute, not even a performance. He just talks to the audience, like, as Ricky, you know? The he real comes out, Ricky. He does the Ricky Gervais show, and then he comes out as Ricky, and he just, like, talks about, like, the state of the world and how he just wishes everyone could get along. Like, it was actually, I like really liked it. Like, in middle school? Right. I really liked that thing. Like, I've never seen anyone do that. And it really, you know, you got to know the man behind behind the show. Damn, that's beautiful, Turdy Lou. I highly recommend. It's called like the Armageddon Tour. I mean, he talks about like all the backlash he got on his last comedy special. I'm sure he's going to film this one for Netflix. He's really so funny. I mean, Ben, this is much more like Ben's type of humor. I swear to God, I never, Ben never laughed so hard at anything I've ever said. Like, killing Jackie. His head was resting on the chair in front of him. He like couldn't breathe. <laughs> he was, be- ah, ah. I'm like, oh my God, okay, calm down. And like, it was funny. I'm like, calm down though. That's so funny. You told me I should go the next night. I thought about yeah. it. It just a, was a little too ambitious for me, but I wish I could have gone. No, I'm like, Ben, you literally live with a comedian. Like, calm, calm down. Yeah, he acts like he's never like heard a joke before. No, and then he's on Instagram. And then he's on Instagram being like, if you can see Ricky Gervais, it is the best comedy in the... I'm like, you literally are so fucking rude. Like, you're so rude. Yeah, that is rude. Yeah. Like, that would be like you promoting a different canned cocktail. No, like just going out for drinks and being like, oh my God, this canned wine is the most delicious thing I've ever seen. Like, how have I never had this before? If Everybody needs to get this. you have a chance to drink this, yeah. you have to. Go. Go do. Like, <laughs> so fucking hurtful. That's funny. Um, but it was like a great way to kick off the weekend. And I stayed in the city. See, like, we had like two weekends because I stayed in the city till Sunday. Yeah, but you, you went to a party on Sunday. I, on Saturday. On Saturday. So Ricky Friday, I went out to Long Island to hit up the annual Kyle and Kristen check 4th of July party. My first year being invited. I keep saying annual like I go every year. It's annual for them. Yeah, not for me. TBD and I don't know, for you. I don't know the way I behaved if I'll be invited back. Right. <laughs> but it was so fun. I love like a house party and they live on the water and it was just so fun. And like, you know, I'm, a, I'm kind of like a member of the 49ers family, I think, I think I would say. I think a lot of people would say that, you know, I'm just kind of like a 40, I'm kind of a staple in the, in the San Francisco 49ers community. I'd say you're a family friend. No, I would say I'm a family member. Oh, okay. Okay, sure. No, you wouldn't say that? I would say you're a family friend. Like, because the family, like, they actually, they committed their whole lives to their kid playing football and, like, all of the ups and downs and, like, will they get drafted? Like, you didn't go through any of that. Like, you're here for the ride. You're a family friend. No, no I think I went through some of that. <laughs> okay. 
Um, it was so fun. Oh my god, it was just like you know fratty energy, like beer pong. You love I did a being dunk- a frat queen. I do. You know who taught me that? You. It's so true. She got her taste for it when she would come visit me. Yeah, like I went to NYU. I wasn't doing you know like keg stands anywhere. I was literally like sitting in my room crying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so whenever I would go visit Jackie, I would like get to experience like real college things. You had like frats, and we would do keg stands and like whatever and so funny actually I forgot to tell you this so Kyle Juszczyk which like is such an interesting fact about him he went to Harvard for football and I guess there's like this thing that started at Harvard it's called the Dunkaroo where you basically like if you saw it on my Instagram I posted it on TikTok you have to like somebody holds up your legs kind of like a keg stand but it's over a big bucket of ice cold water and you have to dip your head in for 10 seconds and then chug a beer when you get out and everyone was doing it it's a it's a they said it was a rite of passage to become a member of the 49ers family that's what they said oh so that's how you're a family member now yeah and so I did it and it was so fucking fun I felt like a real Harvard grad and then I posted it on Instagram and I was like I broke my and then I say I said my first time, like, doing a Dunkaroo or whatever. And your college friend, Sam, was like, Claudia, you've literally done one, like, with me. Like, you were there. I don't even remember you doing dunking your head. I remember She's you like, did a keg stand. Me too. Me too. I did a keg stand. That was the first time at when I visited you at college. But she was like, I literally have a picture of you and Jackie. Like, you were doing it. Like, we've done it. I didn't do it. No, she said she you has could pictures. not get me to wet my hair in college. Ever. That's true. That's ever. true. In the, let alone in the middle of a party. The plot thickens. Well, she has a picture. I want to see it. Yeah, I said, like I said, find the picture. And she was like, you know, like. Maybe I was holding your legs, being a supportive sis. But But no, actually, if she could tell me like when, what year, what party, maybe I could place it. I don't know if she's telling the truth or not or if she's like remembering correctly. She's pretty truthful and accurate as a historian. Well, I'm just going to choose to believe, like, my first time doing a Dunkaroo was, like, with George Kittle and Kyle Juszczyk. Like, that's the story I'm telling my grandchildren. (laughs) Okay, that's fine. But also, we could kind of split it and be like, this was Turdy's first time doing a Dunkaroo. True. And back then, you were just Claudia. Claudia. So boring. So ugly. So many moles. So, this was Turdy Lou's first Dunkaroo, and that's factual. And then I became, like, kind of hooked on the way I felt afterwards. Like, the ice was freezing. But, you know, it's, like, kind of the cold plunge theory. That's what I was going to say. It's, like, the Wim Hof thing. Jackie, you would have thought, like, I took ecstasy. I was like, it feels amazing. Like, I felt – and it wasn't even, like, particularly hot. Like, I became obsessed with just the feeling of, like, dunking my face in, like, ice cold water. And I I totally understand, like, the science. Like, people love cold plunging. And, like, I kind of experienced, like, a small taste of that. And I loved it. I was doing it all weekend. Like, we kept filling – it was really hot this weekend when I went to Brian's house. We kept filling up, like, these coolers with ice and water and just sticking our heads in it. And it felt so good. So are you going to go to Home Depot and get a cold plunge bath? No. I don't know. Maybe it's, like, added to the list of things Turdy said she would never do. And now she is an advocate for. But you do remember when we cold plunged, right? Yes, we cold plunged in the ocean, the Atlantic, in literally the middle of October. And I remember being like, this is the best feeling. Like when we got out, it was was so crazy. It was such a rush, adrenaline. It was such a rush. Oh my God, afterwards, I felt like I could seriously like hide Kilimanjaro. I was like, this is everything. Yeah, that was fun. So I get it. I would recommend to a friend. Yeah, I would do it again. Maybe like one day I'll get into my cold plunge era. It's and not you that have a house. Yeah. I don't know yeah. anyone who lives in an apartment who has a cold plunge. Well, no, they would just like, I guess, go to their local gym and the gym has a cold plunge. Like Equinox probably does. Oh, I don't know. Right? They would be missing out if they didn't. I'm not sure. I don't know. 
So I like lived my frat girl fantasy. I had the best time. The food had, I mean the food. The party had the best food. I like never ate so much in my whole life. It was just a fabulous day being a part of the 49ers family, you know? Um, it looked fabulous. I'm really happy for you. We missed you desperately, eagerly. I missed you guys just... too, but it was fun following along. And then on Sunday, I just drove out to Brian's house where I stayed for a few days and had like a real, it was giving Canyon Ranch energy, you know? I woke up. I played pickleball. I couldn't be more obsessed with pickleball if I tried. And I know it's like, oh, Claudia's like late in the night reading. I know. Okay, I already, shut up. I just want you to know in my personal time, I already added it to the list. Yeah, okay, whatever. Claudia's like the last stubborn bitch on this planet. Like, I know, okay? It's not even, well, that's one thing. But the other thing is like, I feel like you trust me and I'm always trying to tell you like good things and you just never take my word for it until you have to like go and find out for yourself. I just want to say that's not true, okay? As it pertains to pickleball, okay? Okay. Because we played pickleball. I've played once before. Yeah. When we all went away for the weekend and the place we were staying like had a pickleball court. We had the best time. It was like sisters split up. I forget whose team I was on, but like it was just like the four of us having the, we were giggling, cackling, sweating. Like it was amazing. And I knew that I like liked it, but I, I, where the fuck am I going to play pickleball? Like you, okay, okay, privileged queen. Like you have a pickleball in your neighborhood. Like how nice for you. Some of us live in bunkers in New York. Okay, where the fuck am I going to play pickleball? Okay, just so you know, they opened like a million pickleball courts for the summer in Central Park. I don't know if you saw (gasps) those pictures. Mm, Because I was, now that I'm so obsessed and I've made pickleball my entire personality because I'm moderately good at it, I'm starting a league. I have to figure out who's invited to my league and where we're going to get drinks after, but I'm starting a league. That's a really great idea. Yeah, because like... Obviously, I'm not, you know, a super active person, which isn't, like, great for me. I know that. But it's very difficult for me to even become remotely motivated to get up. Like, I'm – like, exercise is the bane of my existence. And I had so much fun. I didn't even – it wasn't even exercise. But then I was like – and you know what I did? Hmm. It was so hot. Oh, my God. And I'm wearing biker shorts and a T-shirt and a sports bra. And my T-shirt was just, like, clinging to my back sweat. So I took it off. And I was just, like, a girl in a – Sports bra, which is like not crazy. You were like, like everyone. Did. Yeah, I was like those girls who like sit in the front row at Soul Cycle, you know? Yeah, who are just like aloe yoga, set active, kissy Literally. face. Literally, kissy face, set active. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, am I but like, a model? Whenever you do something that's like everybody does, you kind of realize that's why everybody does it. Like, it's nice not to have your t shirt clinging to you. That was kind of the theme of the weekend. You know, things are popular for a reason, i.e. pickleball, i.e. sports bras. Like, I really, that's like kind of something I've learned in like later in life. Like, things are popular and like well-liked for a reason. Yeah. Like uh, Ray Dunn. Like the Stanley. Right. The, the, the Stanley. Exactly. Yeah. No, I totally. Like, I have a Stanley and you know what? She is that bitch. Yeah, she is. I'm loving Stanley. I spent the weekend with Stanley. It makes total sense. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for you to come visit me and we can play pickleball. Yes. Like, oh, all now, the time. oh, by the way, and the fact that I've come to your house so many times and like it's never even come up. I know like you and Olivia and the Zacks like over the, on the weekends will like sometimes play pickleball. That's how Zach Shapiro broke his foot. <laughs> um, but like every time I've ever come to your house, nobody's like, let's play pickleball. Maybe I would have. Like, yeah, but it's just like if we had suggested it to you out of the blue, you would have been offended. Yeah, that's true. Because like when Dana visited, she was with me for like three days. We played pickleball every day. Oh my god, I'm obsessed. Like, Jackie, and you're gonna be like so surprised. 
I'm amazing. No, that's the fun thing about pickleball. Not to diminish you because if you're saying you're amazing, I believe you're amazing and, and I'm pretty good too. No, you don't have to believe me. Like everyone was talking about it. Everyone who was staying at Brian's being like, did you see Claudia? She's so good. But the fun thing about pickleball is that it's easy to be good mm-hmm. and like good enough to play and enjoy it. Because like when you play tennis and you stink and you miss every ball, like that's not fun. But like if you play pickleball for five minutes, you could pick, you can get you can hit balls back and like you can get in the game. And it's, it's really easy to, to, like, carry a game. Yeah, no, and it's not like when you play tennis and, like, one person stinks or both of you stinks, you can't even get, like, a three rally going. Right, like, right. you can't even get the ball over the net more than three times. Pickleball, you're right. Like, entry level, it's very simple. Yeah. But everyone has different rules. That's I the know. thing. Like, I, Brian? I, I play some abridged rules that I was sharing with you, but then I was Googling it, and then there's, like, more rules. And I think you just have okay, to, so- like, pickleball is kind of more personal than comedy. Yeah, because Brian had this rule that I felt like wasn't real, and it was like felt like an attack on me. What was it? Okay, so I no serve singing. the ball. No, I serve the ball. The person returns it. Okay. When it then gets returned to me, I can't volley it. It has to like bounce twice on, uh, bounce once on each side. Is that, that true? That is true. That's such a toxic fucking rule. I did not like that rule. I'm sorry. It was annoying. But at least you're allowed to sing. True. So that was, I think, my, my weekend recap. I just, like, when we got when I got to Brian's, it was real, like, relaxed energy, been cooked. Like, we had barbecue. We had, like, all the 4th of July things. I swam. Brian rode horses. It was really, like, idyllic. We went out for dinners. It was really, like, Canyon Ranch energy. And Theo? Blast. I'm so glad to hear it. Do you want to know what I watched this weekend, which is going to really surprise you because I had never seen it? Okay, is it's it a, a movie? movie or? It's a movie that you actually talk about a lot, and I don't know if I've ever admitted when you've talked about it that I haven't seen it. Oh my god, what is it? Sliding doors. Ready? I've never seen it either. <laughs> I just lying. know the concept. I know like the the concept of the film and it kind of has like a larger message about life. It does, but what's so funny is whenever okay, this is kind of a spoiler, but not really, because I need to say what you always say that turned out not to be true. Because you talk about the premise of sliding doors, how if she made the train, she would have seen her boyfriend cheating on her and then she Oh, would, by the way, I didn't even know that her boyfriend cheats on her. I just know that either she gets on the train or she doesn't. Oh no, you this is what you've said. She makes the train and she sees her boyfriend cheating on her, and so she goes on to like break up with him you know girl boss live her best life meet someone else whatever there's a situation where she doesn't make the train and she doesn't find she misses the cheating and she stays with her boyfriend and they like you know get married and live together and she never knows and I was like waiting for that to happen at the end and that is not how it ends so like the whole time it was actually nice because I thought I knew how it ended but I was very surprised by the ending. And the ending was good. But there was conflicted messaging. Because I felt like the whole time it was like, you know, one instance could change your whole life. Mm-hmm. But at the end, then the message really was, what's meant to be will be. Interesting. I have to say, I've never said anything about her boyfriend. I don't I don't even know that she had a boyfriend in the movie. Like, the only thing I know about the film is that there's two scenarios and they involve a train. Like, I don't know anything else. They involve, they involve doors that are sliding. Precisely. Well, you should watch it. I enjoyed it. Obviously, like I had my critiques of the protagonist, but in general, it was really good. Gwyneth is everything. She's a star. It was. It it posed some interesting questions. Okay. I can't believe you've never seen it. I literally watched it. Like I, Zach and I were looking for a movie, and I was like, "Oh, Claudia is always talking about this on the show. Like, let me do my due diligence and watch it." That's so me. Like, I'm always just talking out of my ass. That's so Like, funny. I'm making stuff up. You actually should watch it because you love Gwyneth. And you always, you cite the movie enough. I know, but now I feel like it might spoil the magic. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. Now I, like, know so much about sliding doors. Right. You're, like, kind of Gwyneth Paltrow's number one fan. Oh, for sure. Well, number two after you. So true. So that was a fun watch. It's fun to turn on a movie. It is fun to turn on a movie. And I really was really trying to be, like, intentional with my movie choice. You know, it was, like, I want to see something I've never seen before, but I don't need to see, like, Avatar. Agreed. Just, like, a good movie, period. Period. I went to Max. That's where I watched it because I'm slowly getting logged out of every every streaming app. They are cracking down. They're cracking down and I'm like not in my home. So they're like, this isn't your TV. So like Netflix is done with me already. I already took right. my, I went on Netflix vacation where I'm like, Netflix, I'm on vacation. They gave me a few weeks and then they cut me off again. They need a bed rest option. Yeah, no, they need like a, a short term stay option. Like mm-hmm. uh, Prime Video I can't get into. YouTube TV is like my location. They're not believing me anymore. It's really a mess. So I can only really watch Hulu and Max. Now, we still have so much catching up to do. And before we do that, I just absolutely have to let everyone know that today's episode is brought to you by ZocDoc. Have you ever been on the hunt for a new doctor and you ask literally everyone you know for the recommendation? Well, you know, a doctor who actually gets you, listens to you, makes you feel super, super comfortable. After weeks of searching, you finally find the one. You call their office and they have an appointment available. But then the receptionist tells you that this perfect doctor does not take your insurance. Wipe your tears, put away the ice cream, and head over to ZocDoc. You can find and book the doctor who is right for you and who takes your insurance. So ZocDoc is the end-all be-all for finding a doctor who is in your area, who specializes in what you need them to, who takes your insurance, who has an availability for you. Um, ZocDoc is a place to find and book great doctors who have amazing reviews with tons of availability within 24 hours. ZocDoc is a great asset to use if you've recently moved or if you're having like a new medical issue and you've never had to see this type of specialist. It is a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, are located near you, and treat almost any condition that you're searching for. They have verified reviews from real patients, not robots. And the average wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between 24 and 48 hours. You can even score same-day appointments. Go to ZocDoc.com toast and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash toast. ZocDoc.com slash toast. I know ZocDoc was really helpful for Jackie when she moved because she needed all new doctors. And whenever, if, if you're traveling and you just need to see someone, ZocDoc is the place for you. Support for today's episode also comes from Honey Love. The reviews are in and Honey Love came out on top for the best wedding day shapewear. With wedding season upon us, this is the ad you've been waiting for. Whether you're a bride, a guest, you're just looking for an everyday fit, Honey Love is your go-to for all things shapewear. They have revolutionized revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. I have to say that's kind of been my cross to bear. I've been wearing shapewear since I'm literally nine years old and the amount of pieces of shapewear I've thrown out in like restaurants and wedding venues because I'm just like so nauseous I could vomit. I have Honey Love. I have like four different items from Honey Love. I got them years ago. They age so well and I'm so excited they're a sponsor now. When you're talking, when it comes to shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Struggling to take off a piece of tight shapewear with a bathroom line out the door is the worst, but the shapewear from Honey Love has 100% cotton gusset so you can skip the extra undies. Plus, it has a convenient opening in the panty area for super easy bathroom access. It doesn't stop there. They have more than just sculptware. They have incredibly comfortable bras, tanks, leggings that also offer everyday support. 
Honey Love is just as easy to put on as it is to take off because shapewear shouldn't be so hard. So treat yourself to the best shape around the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash toast. Use our exclusive link to get that 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash toast. Thanks, Clardial. What else did you watch this weekend? I caught up on Kardashians like I said I would. I was actually two episodes behind. Um, and what else did I watch? What did I say I was going to catch up on? I did. Like, remember I said I'm going to watch Kardashians There's, and one more thing. No, I don't remember this at all. There's not that much, hmm. like, topically on right now. I know. But what I did watch to mixed feelings was Shrinking. Oh, yeah, I told Jackie that she should watch it. What do you have to say? And I, I like the premise. I really like so many of the cast members. And then it becomes clear after a few episodes that it's becoming like sitcom-y where it's like this is yes. the, the cast of characters. It's not a drama. It's like, you mm-hmm. know, funny things, that neighborly things that happen. And yes. everyone is interconnected. Um, and I gave it a lot of episodes, maybe like seven, mm-hmm. until I realized like if someone told me I could never watch a show again, like I would be perfectly fine with that. It... There's something like a little cringy about the writing. The only person who has great lines is Harrison Ford. Everyone mm-hmm. else is just like there's something weird about it. And everyone was like so mean to that woman Liz who literally like took care of is that a girl queen. who is was a queen. like wayward after her mom passed away and her dad was like doing cocaine with hookers. Prostitutes, um, yeah. And we're going to be mad at Liz for overstepping. No. I was going to ask you, like, your favorite character, because mine is 100% Liz, and Liz's marriage is the funniest thing. The funniest thing, and it's a really good marriage, and her husband was 100% right about, like, he's retired now, like, he worked really you hard get out. for 40 years, like, if you want your space, like, you leave the house. 100%. I love Liz. So, like, there was shticks that I really liked, but then there was, like, overall, like, Jason Segel just had some, like, really bad lines, and, like, as a character, he was just, like, bothering me, and I was like, you know what? This isn't sparking joy. You know what is not sparking joy for me? Like, recommending stuff to you. Like, I like this stuff, and then you always have, like, a fucking negative take. No, but, like, you never say you have to watch a show. You would absolutely love it. And if you ever do say that, I feel like I usually do like it. But you didn't say that. Maybe you said it about, like, the other two. I did say it about the other two, and you didn't even like the other two. Like, I didn't. You're just, you know you're in, like, your haterade no, era when it comes I, I to just, TV. I, yes, but I don't think... I, I think even if I watched the show like a year ago or a year from now, like I just still don't think it would be for me. Like I think honestly the bar keeps getting lower and lower and like the, the other two is a really good premise and they have funny moments and same with shrinking. But like it just they don't land the plane all the time. I really like okay say what you want about shrinking. I, I know like, I don't want to stop I don't wanna, with the other two. I'm not going to say it because I know that you like it so much but this is like. And I'm going through something right now because it just got canceled. Right so I'm going to I'm not going to rag on it and there was one other show that I started that I was like, no, no thanks. What was it? I forget. It was a, it was a few weeks ago. Why don't you start? Oh, I guess Working Moms. I never finished. I okay, you're like, also wrong about that. I was like, it's just not good enough. Oh, my God. The bar is so high. Maybe that bar isn't low. Maybe the bar is so fucking high for you. No, and that's why it's like the bar is high when I'm watching, you know, like scripted, high production shows. Mm-hmm. But So it either has to be like that or I want low bar Selling Sunset is fine, except I I put the bar down too low, and I started something yesterday that I don't think I'll be finishing. Selling Beverly Hills? No, no, I'm not that desperate. The D'Amelio Show season two. Oh, okay. I watched season one, and I thought it was a very unique and, you know, interesting insight into the lives of these two incredibly interesting girls. Agreed. I liked season one when I think back on it because I didn't really know anything about them as people. 
but there's just this slow pace to it and also the producers make it worse by asking these like dumb questions in the interviews like Dixie's in the studio how does it feel to make you see her in the studio and then they give like long answers and it's just like let the girls live and we'll watch it play out there is an interesting thing happening with the two girls though because they they they're like really close as sisters but they're inevitably like in competition with each other and it feels like everyone around them is constantly pitting them against each other and um like Dixie was the the less famous sister is the less famous sister and like she chose to do music which I think when she chose it people were like whoa that's ambitious and she kind of just like toiled away for a year and now she has like a nice music career she did Jingle Ball yep and Charlie is like she took a break from dancing she took a break from everything because like she started to hate everything because everything became work and let me not forget she's 16 years old like she doesn't need to be like working day in and day out and then she's like I'm kind of feeling like I want to do music (gasps) and we reported a few months ago that she was coming out with a song so at first, and how does Dixie feel about it? So honestly, she, sounds like the show's amazing, right? On the show, Charlie's not telling Dixie; she's doing studio sessions and she's putting them in her calendar as acting sessions, just to see if she likes it enough to even tell Charlie. But it's like one, that's what makes it shady, because really, I think Dixie would support whatever Charlie wants yeah. to do. And two, like if they played their cards better, they could have been a duo act called yep. the Demilio Sisters, where they both yep. dance and sing, and Charlie's like the better dancer on stage, but Dixie's the better singer. No, that's very interesting. So now they're going to try and carve out like two solo music careers for two girls who are essentially the same? No, it's, that's very interesting. Very interesting. And also the show is just fucked because like the first episode is about Dixie playing Jingle Ball and she's so nervous because she's never really played a show before. So for your first show to be 20,000 people who aren't there just to see you, like BTS is performing, Lil Nas X. It's very hard to be like a smaller act playing at those types of events. And every time the girls are like nervous about something or they're about to do something big, the the show like puts up these tweets around them, like from the haters, like Dixie Mm -hmm. has no talent. And we're like- That's so toxic. We're like watching her like break down. She literally is about to vomit and it's like, Dixie will never be Charlie. Who we even go to see Dixie at Jingle Ball. Oh, that's terrible. It's terrible. That's like really, that's like manipulative and like bullying. Yeah, no, it's so weird. And it's like, of course, there are always going to be haters, but like Mm -hmm. the girls, Charlie has 150 million followers. Like, why do we need to see these haters' opinions of them? Even though I do think it like really affects how they see themselves. It does seem like in this season, they have a much better grasp on fame and their mental health than they did last season. But still, like, they're just, they're just so young. It's hard to watch. Damn. Sounds good. Yeah. It, no, it, it's an interesting premise, but I, that's what I mean when I say, like, the producers are kind of getting in the way of the show. Like, just let the show play out instead of, like, they're in an interview, like, asking these deep questions. It's like, Charlie doesn't have an answer for that. Just let the girl live. Right. Like, let her go play with her friends. Maybe I will finish watching it. It sounds like you're loving it. I only watched like two, one and a half episodes and Dixie and Noah are like, they're not broken up, but they're not in a great but place. But in real, in real life they are. So this is obviously old. Oh shit. Well, in the show it's like they're both so busy that they like don't have that much time for each other and then like making time for each other becomes work a little bit. Yeah. Which I actually No, they, they broke up a while ago. So they're obviously, this is the road to the breakup. Oh, they're such and a cute couple. I know. And I remember on season one, like really liking him as a character. He gives like Scott Disick energy. No, I like him so much as a as a young man. Me too. I think he's a real stand-up guy. He, he seems like a really nice guy and a good role model. And he had like a very good head on his shoulders. Yeah. 
I like him. And he was kind of like a steadying force for Dixie. Right. Is Ted Dixie been with anyone else since? Uh, not that I know of. I think maybe privately, but not publicly. Oh, and then Shirley is with Landon Barker. Okay, I forgot. So Shirley, Shirley, like Shirley, <laughs> like runs with the Kardashian crew now. On the one hand, I'm happy for her, but on the other hand, like she needs to be slowing down. Like I it's know. already too much. Just being. It's already Shirley. like the fast, the fast life. Oh my god! So I wonder if like through. The Kardashians of like Charlie and Addison are spending time together. Okay, it's and we very have a story about Miss Addison's return today. Right. So I feel like right when Addison and Courtney stopped hanging out is when Charlie and Landon started dating. So there wasn't much crossover. But Addison has made the made the great return. What does that mean for Charlie? Yeah, but also Addison's like returning in like the mom friend, and Charlie's like the kids' girlfriend. Kids, that's true. It's like Charlie's almost like her stepmother-in-law's friend. Yeah, like, the two girls, like, both being around them really highlights how, how weird the Courtney-Addison relationship is. Because, like, Addison's friend is friends with her kid. Yeah, but there's always been, like, a, a small age difference between Charlie and Charlie, Addison yep. that seems so big. Yeah, that's true. So, that's what I've been up to watching. Very exciting stuff. Different weekends, but both exciting nonetheless. Totally, and now we're reunited, and Turdy's birthday's coming up. I know, it's on Monday. What are we going to do? Well, we, like, we're trying to plan something, but everyone in the family hates me and, like, doesn't care about my birthday, so we nix that. Do you want to do, like, a daytime thing or a nighttime thing? I just, I know I say this every year. I'm sure if I, like, literally listen to this episode today from last year, I'll say the same thing. Like, I don't want to be bothered with it, and then the day before, I'm going to be, like, mad that nobody did anything for me. Like, I'm so toxic. Do you want me to, like, plan a little something? But it would just probably be, like, a family thing, not, like, with friends and stuff. And sometimes you, like, want to be with friends and, like, go crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I, ben, like, keeps asking me about it, and I'm literally, like, shut up. Like, what is it about birthdays? And also, like, I really don't want to even talk about how old I'm turning, because, like, I will jump off my roof. I did not realize how old you don't are turning. Don't even start. You're such a bitch. Like, seriously. I didn't, or it hadn't, like, sunk in until I was, like, doing some math recently. No, and, I know. And it was surprising. But it, the good news is, like, you'll always feel young when you're hanging out with me. Like, I guess. You're, and when like, you hang you're, out with my friends, like, you're so young. You're so little. I you're know. You're a baby, you know dirty. Age, like, is not something I'm afraid of. Like, I'm not afraid of turning 29 because I'm almost 30. Like, I don't fucking care. I'm just, like, in a place right now where, like, I don't have kids yet. And, like, the older I get, it's, like, the less time I have biologically. Like, I just know that that's a fact. But I'm also, like, not ready. And I just think, like, oh, 29, you know, they say after 35. Like, I just, like, I'm running out of time. I really need to be 25. Like, I just desperately need to be 25. I understand. Like, being a woman sucks. I understand. But I also know what's ahead for you, so I don't really feel sorry for you. Like, I don't even, like, I... I'm like, tw I'm literally, it's that line from, I think, Little Women. I'm 27 years old. I have no money, no prospects. Like, Have you ever just, even seen Little Women or is this Little Women no, TikTok edition? It's a sound that went viral on TikTok. And I just, I know that feeling. Like, just feeling like under, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, not like ill-prepared. Like, I just don't feel 29. You know, I don't have like the life of a 29-year-old, you know? I'm so 22. No, and you don't have no prospects. It's just this one thing. 
I know, and it's like it keeps me up at night. But like, like you have a wonderful career, you have a wonderful husband, you have a wonderful Theo, wonderful family. No, it's true, it's true, and like I shouldn't be ungrateful, but I just like this is what I think about. I'm at a crossroads in my life, like for real. I need Kim Cattrall to show up and kick me out of her house. Like that is what you need. A hundred percent. Like a stern fist. Not enough people talk about how Kim Cattrall is the mom in Britney Spears's Crossroads. And oh. that's a perfect casting. They couldn't look more alike. Right. Or Ice Princess. I think that Kim Cattrall... Oh, my God. I thank you so much. Thank you so much. I started watching Netflix's new show called Gorgeous because I wanted to support Kim Cattrall. Okay? Okay. Kim Cattrall had a new show. Here's the concept. And, you know, the concept actually sounded up my alley. So it's about this, like, cute little kid. Well, he's not a little kid. He's, like, this maybe 18 or 19-year-old guy. He, like, loves makeup. He, like, sells makeup at the makeup counter. And he, like, wants to be an influencer. He's, like, always running home. And his mom's, like, girl, get a job. And he's always, like, making videos and stuff, like, in his room. And he's at the makeup counter one day. It all happens in the first episode. And Kim Cattrall is kind of, like, Anastasia Beverly Hills. She's, like, this former model. And she has, like, the biggest makeup company in the world. And she comes in to, like, check on her displays. And he ends up, like, doing her glam. And Kim Cattrall loves him and hires him. And, like, it's the start. It's kind of like Ugly Betty. Like, he's, you know, not experienced. But Kim Cattrall sees something in him. And he goes to work at, like, her mega, mega makeup empire. Okay? Sounds great. Jack, Jackie, I... I was shocked. I could not believe that Netflix had the absolute audacity to put this show on. (laughs) It was horrible. Like, (laughs) I was, Jackie, I was in fucking shock. First of all, and like, I know it's probably like a really big deal for the actor, the, you know, the main, the main guy, like, seriously, like, acting is not for him. It was was so bad I couldn't Ben comes in he watches for 10 seconds he's like this can't be real the whole episode is like an SNL skit it's cringe the acting and honestly Kim Cattrall I don't know who the fuck is like guiding her like this was this is a stain on her resume like I don't like I there there are truly no words like unless you have seen five minutes of this show you know what I'm talking about like it's Jackie, I, I can't. I literally can't even explain. I have you to watch. Ha- you have. I have to, to watch get it. back into my Netflix account. I'm like, this is Netflix, who literally made like that Martin Scorsese, Jimmy Hoffa movie. Like, you're well, that was bad put- too, but yeah. Okay, but like I'm saying, like you, I, I, I can't even properly explain this show. You have to see it to understand it. I'm watching it. I feel like I'm literally in an alternate universe. I'm like what the actual fuck is going on? Like, the writing is horrible. The acting is horrible. It's literally, and honestly, it just made me then, like, question and think about, like, Kim Cattrall's recent moves. You know, she, like, kind of can't catch a break. She had that show where she played um the mega church leader. And, like, that show was actually pretty Filthy good. Rich, but, like, it got, Filthy Rich, Filthy Rich. But it got canceled. It's like she really can't catch a break. And so I think she's just getting desperate. And this is like a project that had like Netflix attached to it. So like sure. But like this – like this, and I'm a Kim Cattrall. Like I will – till the day I die like Stan Kim Cattrall. It really made me question things. I have to watch it. Sounds amazing. Sounds like my kind of show. Uh, no, it's not called Gorgeous. Sorry. It's called Glamorous. Okay. It's not called Gorgeous? No, it's called Glamorous. Glamorous with Shirley. Oh, my God. I – I'm so glad I remembered to talk about that. I was in tears. I, I felt like seriously someone was playing a prank on me. I'm like, there's no way Netflix, the biggest streaming service in the entire world, was okay to put this out. It 
is moronic. Great. Well, I think on that note, we can get into yeah. the story. We gotta now. go. We gotta we go. We gotta go. Because there's actually, the stories are storying in a big way. You want to do oh. the next thing? Sure, sure. I thought you were going to cut me off, but without further ado, do, 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 here are the past five stories that you need to know. And the past five stories that you need to know are brought to you by Thuma. Thuma, Thuma, Thuma. Let me be your Thuma. Thuma, Thuma, Thuma. Let me be your Thuma. Your bedroom deserves a refresh. And now is the perfect time to elevate the most important room in your home with Thuma. So Thuma has some new stuff coming out and it's kind of shaking up the industry. The Dresser by Thuma. It is handcrafted from eco-friendly, high-quality, upcycled wood. The Dresser has a modern, minimalist design that elevates any space. So you know we love Thuma. We love their beds. Jackie has one in her house. It's gorgeous. It's great. But mostly we love it because it is so easy to assemble. And now they have the Dresser that is also put together using the timeless technique of Japanese joinery. The drawers are spacious and innovative. They come ready to nest, making assembly simple and quick with no tools required. If you have ever set up a like a thing that has a drawer with the little wheels and the little thing, like you know it is truly, it'll drive you mad. The dresser from Thuma doesn't have any of that. It fits in every space. You can simply add or remove drawers if you need to make changes. The dresser's generous subset tray top keeps valuables safely in place while the so soft closed drawers provide quiet functionality to the bedroom suite. It's made for how you live, so the dresser by Thuma is backed with a lifetime warranty and it ships right to your door. Thuma works with One Tree Planted to plant one tree for every dresser, bed, headboard, and nightstand that they sell. The dresser and all of Thuma's bedroom essentials are Green Guard Gold certified, meaning they've met some of the world's most intense chemical emission standards. The lower the chemical emission, the cleaner the indoor air. So create that feeling of checking into your favorite boutique hotel suite, but from home with the dresser by Thuma. And now go to thuma.co slash toast to receive free shipping in the continental U.S. That's thuma.co, C-O, slash toast, T-H-U-M-A dot C-O slash toast for free shipping. Thank All you, right. Claudia. I'm, ass I'm assuming I know our first story. Um, yeah, our first story, Adele. Oh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. Like, excuse? Excuse me? Our first story, Kyle Richards and Mauricio Nemanski uh, are shutting down wrongdoing speculation amid split. So this weekend it came out that Kyle and Maurizio are separating. They then put out a shocking statement that said in regards to the news that came out about us today, any claims regarding us divorcing are untrue. However, yes, we have had a rough year, the most challenging one of our marriage, but we both love and respect each other tremendously. There has been no wrongdoing on anyone's part. Although we are in the public eye, we ask to be able to work through our issues privately. While it may be entertaining to speculate, please do not create false stories to fit a further salacious narrative. Thank you for the love and support. So this was really interesting. Um, you know, the I got a people notification. And I had been seeing, like, TikToks and stuff. People, like, you know, they hadn't seen them together. They were, like, comparing Instagram captions. Kyle's been, like, running around with this country music star. So everyone's like, what is the tea? What's going on? Um, then I got the notification, and it was July 3rd in the evening, which is just absolutely brilliant. It's giving Erica announcing her divorce on election day. Like, it seemed like they were trying to bury it. Um, and there's so many interesting things coming out of this. And then they responded and basically were like, we're having trouble, but we're not getting divorced. So then Dumois had pictures of them. They're all in Aspen together, celebrating the fourth with the family. It's all very confusing. Now, what I find most interesting about this is probably not what most people find interesting. And I'm honestly, I'm not going down the rabbit hole and I'm not speculating about like, you know, this country music singer, like what it means. Like, I don't do that. Like, I don't care. I find this so interesting because I have to imagine they just wrapped filming and I have to imagine this was like spoken about because, you know, 
they've said they've had a really challenging year. Um, and I can't remember a time in recent memory where like what was going on on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills wasn't in Page Six before it before it aired. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the common denominator in that is Lisa Rinna. Yeah, I think we spoke about this a few weeks right. ago. And this is like such a, like there's clearly something major going on in Beverly Hills, and it's Kyle's marriage. And if it's spoken about on the show, I feel like the fact that we didn't know about this is so crazy. Yeah, I mean, people were putting pieces together just based on like loose things like Instagram likes, yeah. Father's Day post captions this year versus last year, you know, comments that Mauricio was leaving. And the vibe is that like Mauricio was still acting like nothing had changed. He was leaving mm-hmm. flames emojis, leaving right. writing nice birthday things. And Kyle's content of Mauricio has gone down in the last year and I I wasn't giving any credence to these rumors before the one that like Kyle Maurizio there's trouble in paradise and two that Kyle um is always with this country singer Morgan Wade but then after the news came out I was like you know what let me see what everyone's been saying so there was like a highlight on one of the like Bravo fan pages that really like I saw it it too okay yeah so I was like you know what I'm gonna watch it let me see like if if there's anything here that really catalogs all the Instagram stuff. And also what I found more interesting was like Kyle's sort of shift in persona, like in the last year and a half. So she met Morgan, like she was just like a fan of her music. She was driving. And I didn't even realize Morgan's a country star. Her music is like extremely good. Mm -hmm. And she was driving and she just like played her album and like really resonated with it. And then they became friends. And it's clear that they spend a lot of time together. But also, like, Kyle has, like, an edgier vibe now. That's what the Instagram was saying. And then they posted, like, a clip from the reunion where she had gotten three new tattoos. And at the time, it didn't seem like anything. But she she had, like, this one tattoo that was a heart. And she Mm -hmm. was like, it was a heart because it's a heart. But it means something to me. Mm -hmm. And Morgan actually has, like, the same heart. Tattoo, yeah. So there's clearly, like, I think a a change in Kyle. And I feel like that could... And I'm not saying, like, she's been, like, cheating on Mauricio. I have no idea about any of that. But I do feel like she's doing new things and, like, expanding as a person. And that could be hard on a marriage of 27 years when, like, you've been this, like, someone that your husband expects you to be. And then you are just, like, going through kind of, like, a metamorphosis. Mm -hmm. And it's not aligning with like what he's you know been able expecting to to come home from for 27 years so yeah I feel like the statement that they are I mean the report that they were separated is obviously the truth but also the fact that they're not divorcing and that it's been a hard year but they're working on things and like the story's not over yet I feel like that's also true yeah I am concerned because I feel like Kyle has really gotten away in like the last 15 years with like being a mainstay on her show while giving nothing. Like, she's very behind the scenes. She doesn't really bleed out. She, like, you know, she had the thing in the beginning with Kim, and that was, like, I feel like she's, like, you know what? I contributed. Like, I'm just, like, backing up. And she hasn't been, like, a, I think behind the scenes she, like, makes moves. But she hasn't been very, like, outright vulnerable in, on the show in a really, really long time. And I really hope that we get, like, a, like, I hope she doesn't sweep this under the rug because this report came out, like, after filming wrapped like I I feel like I could see a world in which she like didn't talk about it the entire season and then just you know comes right out after they wrap I could see a world where there's like clues throughout the season which like I hate just like tell us yeah but I feel like it will be a focus on the show but it's like if nothing happened and it's just like if you know it's just about like Kyle in a new era. 
then but, but I feel like the women would say that they would be like it feels like something's changed with you but they're also a lot of them are her like real true good friends they like, protect they wouldn't just like put her on the spot like that that's an annoying thing to say like you seem different yeah like vague like what do you mean yeah I don't know. I just want to say, like, I'm a huge Kyle and Mauricio fan. Like, I think they have a really, really good, strong marriage, and I hope that they can work through it. Even if they don't, this isn't, like, a failure. You know, being married for 30 years is amazing. In Hollywood. In Hollywood, especially, like, you know, they, they're they super wealthy, but they weren't always. And, like, money changes people, but they're, like, really strong, and I feel like they have a really good, you know, family unit. And I'm really rooting for them. I really am. I love Mauricio. I mean, a lot, you know, now everyone's spiraling. They're like, well, there's something going on with Doreen and Mauricio. Like, last year, people, like, were pulling footage. They're like, something's going on. And now everyone's like, maybe there is something going on. No, I don't think there's something going on. I don't think so either, but they definitely, like, really like each other. Not, like, in a loving way, but, like, in, like, a friend's way. They're cute together. I, I'm obsessed. <laughs> no, but I don't I'm think just, that that has anything. Like, that's – and also, it really seems like Mauricio ba- – like, based on the social media behavior, like, Mauricio hasn't changed how he's acting. Like, I don't think Mauricio did something wrong or it was Mauricio's mm-hmm. choice. Like, I really yeah. feel like this is a Kyle – initiative and maybe that's just because of like what has been presented to us and like people don't we don't know what goes on with Mauricio and what he does you know after hours but that's just like what I'm feeling and I think when everybody saw this statement that they posted the first thing that came to their mind was Alison Dubois oh my god the way that bothers me so much does (laughs) it bother you no, but I get why it bothers you. Because, like, like okay, I think it's funny. This bitch I think it's said funny. something cruel, what, 16 years ago? And now we're going to say she was right? Like, y- you could predict anything, like, that far out. And eventually something that you say will land. But, like, you didn't predict anything. Like, No, but, but I just want to say, just to play devil's advocate here for one second, what she said was very specific. She I said, thought your the husband... Same will never emotionally fulfill you. I thought the and same thing, because it's not like she said, like, Kyle's you guys are going to split up. Because you know what? In right. Hollywood, you know, you say that 50%, more than 50% of the time, you would be right. Right. And so if the theory we're working with now is, like, Kyle's kind of having this metamorphosis because she's not emotionally fulfilled at home. <laughs> like, I don't know. It might have been, it might have been, like, kind of spot on. No, I, like, literally, I hate that woman. Like, I will not give her any credit. Well, she has spoken. She posted on Twitter. She's like, I wish Kyle no ill will because everyone was like, what is Alison Dubois saying right now? Yeah. And she's still, you know, she's standing firm on what she said. She's doubling down. Well, now would be the time. Right, right. There's nothing like being proved right 10 years later. More than 10 years later. I just, like, I just, I really, my my main take, not takeaway, but my main message here is like, I'm really rooting for these two. Like, truly and honestly. Yeah. I, I love them. Me too. And I feel like most, like, couples who separate in their marriage, you know, regular people, you never hear about it. You don't know, like, because they're not famous, you don't hear. So it's just, like, the fact that they have to go through it, like, and we're all, like, kind of, like, waiting, like, uh, and what yeah. shall be, you know, while Kyle might need to, like, sort some things out within herself. This is really good um, promo, though, for this upcoming season. I think people were questioning, you know, what is the show going to be like without Rinna? Because, you know, she's kind of a necessary evil in a sense. Um, but this is definitely, you know, making me excited. Yeah. Well, I'm always if excited it gets covered. Beverly Hills because it's just fun to watch in general. Yeah. Even when it's bad, it's just like rich ladies being rich and like they're really rich. Yeah. So it will be good regardless. Um, I, I really am hoping that – that there's a positive, a happy ending to this story. Me too. I would also just absolutely love some clarity. Yeah. I think we'll get clarity. Like, I do. 
it, through okay. the season and stuff. Like, I think we'll see whatever's happening. Like, it will be right written on the walls. Well, I'm truly rooting for them. Seriously. Yeah. Agreed. Great. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Fourth of July bash was popping this year. Oh, yeah. Michael Rubin's 4th of July party, um, all the stars were out. But mm-hmm. one crew that, oh, I guess, pre-game together that really was really fun to watch was Kim Kardashian, Kendall Jenner, Lori Harvey, Haley Bieber, Lala Anthony, and Justine Skye all were, like, TikToking together before the party. He has this annual white party. And they weren't even, like, the biggest names in the room, which is crazy. No, the party was like, it's every year it's like, oh my God, what's going on? And it really, this year, he really manages to tattoo himself. People are like, who is Michael Rubin? He's, uh, he started that sports company, Fanatics. He's just like a really, really wealthy, well-connected guy. People in sports, Hollywood, everyone just loves him. And he throws this party at his like beautiful house in the Hamptons every year. And every year it gets bigger and better in terms of who shows up, who performs. Everyone always wears white. And it's really just fabulous and exciting to see the content it's not one of those parties where like you can't take pictures they've got like videographers they got drones everybody's making tiktoks it's so fun and it's so cool and I'm obsessed with Lori Harvey and this crew like I I have I remember like hearing and seeing that Lori Harvey has like recently become friends with like you know this young Hollywood Haley Kendall crew so she's coming in on like the Haley Kendall side yeah she has been spotted out and hung out a, a bunch of times with Haley and Kendall and like that crew love and I think, you know, Kim was hanging out with, like, her younger sister and her friends, which is, like, giving, you know, snitch energy. But also with Lala. So she wasn't, like, right, totally, she brought Yeah. She brought a plus one. Yeah. Um, I was obsessed. I think another thing everyone's talking about from this party is, like, two other people were literally wearing the same thing that Kim was wearing, which is oh, so not Kim. So, so not Kim. Like, I feel like that's her worst nightmare. Like, I actually She's, like, the pinnacle... I don't even think it's her worst nightmare because I don't even think she thought it was something that could ever happen to her. Possibility. Because, like, she doesn't get things off the rack. Like, things are made for her. Like, she But was she shopping at Forever 21? Nordstrom's? I'm shocked. And one of the people wearing something similar to her is Kanye's, like, girly, whatever Ex. her name is. Ex-girly, Bianca. No, no, no. That, Channy? Yeah, Channy? Chan- Chancey. Chancey. Um, which is just even, you know, no, even that's- lower. No, so bad like if I were Kim I would like make those girls have to leave the party I was keeping up with everything <laughs> but I have to say some of the best footage I the, like following Liz Hyde on sorry Liz Woods she got married Liz Woods on Instagram she was like she was on top of it what's the word I'm looking for congregating aggregating no. aggregating all the content and really pointing out how like so much of what we see on Kim on social media is like, you know, curated by Kim. It's edited and filtered, not in a shady way. Like I, everyone edits, you know, and she has like her own flow and her own aesthetic. But there were so many photographers, videographers just taking pictures of Kim, like from the side, from the left, from the front, from the right. And it was just, it was very different to see Kim kind of in the natural elements. Yeah. And also just to see Kim like in the context of a party, like we are always just seeing her like kind of solo shots or like her own photographer or her friends like or the family like always posing her family that poses but um no she was just like a girl at a party it was it was really shocking to see and she's also just like wearing a layman's dress like honestly it was really shocking yeah honestly I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I don't think the party was very good for Kim like (laughs) (laughs) like that was one of my takeaways like I was like damn like I don't know, it just, it, it kind of was giving civilian energy. It, even was, though it was extremely like this, civilian. Even though it was like this A-list, multi-billion, like everyone in the room was a billionaire. Like, it was just giving pedestrian for Kim. I completely 
agree. But there were also rumors that, you know, Tom Brady was there. Right, right, right. I'm sure they spoke. 100%. What did they speak about? Jay-Z was also there. Like, one of the things that keeps me up at night, like, is the relationship between, like, Jay-Z, Kanye, Kim, and Beyonce. I don't know if Beyonce was there. She was in she New was York there. that day. Oh, okay. She was there. But she didn't pull up with, you know, in that Jeep Wrangler no, that Jay-Z Corey. was driving with Corey Gamble in the back. Obsessed. Right. Like, literally, I aim to be Corey Gamble in another life. Like, I don't know where the fuck he came from, how he's friends with everybody, but he's, like, literally so well-connected. And I think people really like him and like want to have him around because he's not like a clinger on like I think he's like very fun and hilarious and like yeah sure invite Corey we'll go to the party together like I was obsessed yeah no I think people just really like having him around because everybody has him around whenever they have the chance to I loved it I and another thing everyone was talking about was that Alex Earl was invited yes which is kind of you know reaching a level like it's kind of a, like a rite of passage to like really be an A-lister. Like you get invited to this party. And I loved that for her. I mean, I said Alex Earl should have been at the Met Gala. Like I stand by that. I know everyone was like, you're crazy. I was, I stand by that. Totally. Also Dixie was there. Yes. Oh, so and last Charlie. Year, and Charlie was there. Char- Char- Charlie and Dixie were there last year too. And I think what I surmised just based on my internet gatherings is that Michael Rubin has like young daughters who are obsessed, you know. Right. And well, that he could just also used be his- why Alex Earl was there. Yeah, but like Alex Earl doesn't her her audience isn't like young teenagers. No, no, no but it's his like, daughter. Did you see her in all the pictures, front and center? Mm-hmm. So like she seems she's getting like older. An, she seems like an early in, early, early in. Yeah, but I remember last year an like seeing early pictures, girly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I remember last year seeing pictures like Michael Rubin clearly like asked Charlie and Dixie to come and like did a whole photo shoot with like his daughters and Charlie and Dixie. Like it was like a meet and greet. Um, I didn't see that with Alex Earl this year. You know, got it. Well, maybe she's like playing it cooler now. Maybe, maybe. It's like more yeah, casual. She's like, she's like chilling, yeah. Yeah. Giving friend, not fan energy. Yeah. No, it was. I love, this is my favorite time of year. I love the footage from this party. I love to see who shows up, what everyone's wearing. And this year, really, it was no different. He truly, Michael, congrats. Yeah. And I hope that maybe some new, like, connect, like, romances. Mm-hmm. I really feel like Chloe should have been there. That would have been a great place for her to meet someone. A hundred percent. Because not only is it celeb filled, but it's also just like businessman beau filled. It's filled yeah. with like Rich Hampton socialites, businessmen, of course celebrities, but also rich civilians, which is yeah. what Chloe needs. Which is what Kim is. <laughs> which is what Kim is. Yeah, no, seriously, like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, but looking at it from the other side, I also feel like it might be nice for Kim to just have had like a normie night out. For sure. <laughs> no, like. Everything is always just so extravagant. Extravagant and, and was... everything's like about her. And I feel like every time she has a party, it's like she's throwing it. She's doing everything. Like she just got to show up to a party in a dress that she bought at the mall, drink some shots, you know, drink, listen to awesome music, have awesome shooters, and have a And just soaking time. up each other. She was just soaking up everyone's awesomeness. Right. Like I feel like she maybe actually had a good time. Yeah. I guess we don't know her, like, on a personal level, so we don't know if that's something she would be into or not into, you know? Yeah, because she's not someone who complains about the fact that, like, oh, she I doesn't get, get no attention. Pri- no, like, I get no privacy and I can't just be normal ever. Right, right. She's so maybe like, it was a nice switch up, change of pace. Yeah, and Justin Bieber was there. I feel like he's never really out anymore. He looked well. Yeah, he did. I I saw the those pictures. I loved every minute. I just, I love this party. I love this journey for everyone. Agreed. Beautiful. It was a fun stalk from bed rest. 
It really was. Like, thank you, Michael, for doing that. Yeah. Are you ready for our next story, which is some more Kardashian news, actually? Yeah, what's going on with Pregnant Courtney Kardashian is showing off her baby bump in a pink bikini, which is so cute, alongside Addison Rae. So the girlies are back together. Courtney reunited with her pal Addison for a poolside hang on Monday with the two of them twinning in bubblegum pink bikinis. Courtney was showing off her baby bump and her friend being back in her life. And it was just glorious for both of those reasons. Like, one, I miss Courtney and Addison. I personally stand the friendship. And two, pregnant court. Yeah, I just want to say, like, when I first saw this photo pop on my feed, it took me, like, 45 seconds to put together what was going on. I kind of forgot Courtney was pregnant. And then I'm like, wait, Addison, like, I, it was a lot of moving pieces until it all clicked in my brain. Um, and this, these two, like, the, the friendship dissipating over the last year is not something that, like, kept me up at night. Like, I, I, I understood how maybe these two could, could have become, like, fast and furious friends and then just kind of fizzled. I didn't think there was, like, a big fight or anything. Agreed. This isn't one of the things that kept me up at night. But I was overjoyed to see the two girlies girling together again. Me too. Like I feel like when Courtney and Addison got together, it was like right before Courtney got with Travis. Mm -hmm. And so they were just like hanging out a lot. And then like Courtney like prioritized her relationship. Also Addison got in a relationship with like one of Travis's like music friends. Yeah. And then like Addison like took off around the world. Courtney got married and like was really just in wifey mode. And now Addison's been posting like every day. Like whatever she's doing, she's kind of back. Yep. She's back from her hiatus. And I think that means like calling up her old friends again. I agree. Nothing nefarious happened here. No, nothing nefarious happened. But I was really loving the content. I'm so glad the girlies are still friends. Um, I also can't believe like – I, I remember them being friends, but, like, they were – remember Courtney was in Addison's Netflix movie? Like, that was crazy. Yeah. They were fast and furious. Yeah. Well, I – That's ho- the thing – I hope we can usher in that era again. Maybe Addison will be, like, babysitting. Love, love, love. That would be awesome. And that's also so funny about how they actually ended up meeting was, you know, all of Courtney's kids were, like, fans of Addison. It's giving Michael Rubin energy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy that these girlies are back together. Um, Hopefully, you know, we'll get some more content, maybe some more Malibu Beach walks. Yeah, and hopefully Addison will get in another movie because she's my favorite actress. Well, she is in that um, Thanksgiving Thanksgiving. movie. Mm -hmm. Which I plan to see. So many, lots of movies. But it's not my genre. I don't like horror spooky. I actually don't know if I'll see it, even though Addison's in it, Tim Dillon's in it. I know. And there was someone else too. I was like, this movie was made for me, but they just don't know I don't watch Spooky. Is it Eli Roth? It's an Eli Roth movie, yeah. Let me look at the cast. Jewish King. Right, like, I feel bad. Because it seems right up your alley. Patrick Dempsey, Milo Manheim. Okay. Okay. I don't think Milo Manheim is like. That's kind of it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Tim Dillon. Tim Dillon. Um, so, yeah. Addison's back. I'm happy. She Addison's needed some back time in off. Town. Like, I think we forget, you know, it was probably really hard for her when her parents were, like, acting a fool, making so much drama, like, embarrassing her. And that was probably a lot, and she needed some time off, and I respect that. Especially because she just rose to fame so fucking fast. Like, she's so young. She needed time to stabilize a little bit I respect it too especially watching the D'Amelio show obviously like everyone compares Charlie and Addison not even for their work but just like I feel like for the way that they've handled fame and I feel like Addison has just taken a different path um yeah of slowing down and I I I think it could really 
be to her benefit because the way that the like Charlie and Dixie like it's not like so healthy all the time it's not so healthy all the time yeah yeah are you ready for our next story a little romantic news is it a little romantic news that's brought to you by the farmer's dog it is whether you have a few weeks old puppy or a senior dog who's seen multiple decades any dog person like us knows that the most valuable thing in the world is spending time with your pet and the farmer's dog can keep them healthy, which gives you more quality years with them. The farmer's dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food. It's recommended by vets, it's nutritionally balanced, and it's made from human-grade ingredients in safe, clean kitchens. It's the best option for dogs at all life stages because it's not kibble, it's not canned crap, it's just real food. Traditional dry and wet dog food options are extremely processed, they can use much lower quality ingredients than they claim to, and they are extremely difficult to portion accurately. And the farmer's dog isn't just high quality, higher quality food. They also send the food pre-portioned specifically for your dog. It's based on their unique nutritional needs, and it makes it easy to help maintain your dog's ideal weight, which is one of the biggest indicators of a full, healthy life. So we all know we want to take the best care of our Strice brethren. And feeding your dog, like, actual healthy, fresh food is has so many benefits. Theo's been on the farmer's dog for a while. You know, his breath is better. His weight is more stabilized. His fur coat is even shinier than you thought it could ever possibly be. There's just so many different health benefits from healthier coats to skin, better digestion, smaller, better poops. So a healthy diet isn't just important for humans. If you want to get 50% off your first box of the farmer's dog, go to thefarmersdog.com slash toast. That's 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash toast. Today's episode is also brought to you by Coterie for the other baby in your life. Mm. How many times do you get up in the middle of the night to change a baby's diaper? If you have a little one, it's probably been a while since you went a full night without interruptions. Well, Coterie diapers are designed for better sleep and they've given us at least one to three extra hours of sleep per night. Because parenting is stressful enough and you're supposed to somehow do it all effortlessly. It's the small hacks that are the biggest game changers and for Jax, I know it's definitely a better diaper. And that's why she uses Coterie. Coterie is the highest quality diaper that is extremely soft and super absorbent so it gets us both through the night. Coterie diapers are designed to minimize leaks, blowouts, and diaper rash so you and your baby can enjoy more comfortable, dry, interrupted sleep. They have up to 70% more liquid capacity and they absorb up to four times faster by moving liquids away from the skin within 15 seconds, keeping your baby drier than the leading diaper brands. I know you got a big old box of Coterie in your hallway. I saw it. Tell me about your experience. Coterie is an amazing diaper brand. Honestly, I saw so many ads for it, like just like great videos from moms, testimonials from moms themselves before I finally got on the Coterie train because once you're trying to get your kid to sleep through the night, it's like you need a diaper that's going to help you facilitate that. No blowouts, right. no leaks, no anything. And like Coterie, it's like they say, they are the Rolls Royce of diapers. So I sleep so good when Harry's sleeping in his Coterie because I'm like, it's not going to be the pee that wakes him up. You know, it could be something else, baby tings, but not the diaper issue. So I love Coterie and it's made it's made with great ingredients to put on your kid's tush. I love it. Highly recommend. It's time you use a better diaper, and right now Coterie is partnering with our podcast to offer you 20% off your first order plus free shipping at Coterie.com, promo code TOAST. That's Coterie spelled C-O-T-E-R-I-E dot com, promo code TOAST for 20% off your first order and free shipping. Coterie.com, promo code TOAST. Great. Our next story is some romantic news. Logan Paul and Nina Agdal are engaged after he popped the question with the wrong size ring. 
just after their one-year anniversary. So Logan Paul proposed to his model girlfriend, Nina Agdal, on Sunday night in Lake Como, Italy. A fellow hotel guest who witnessed the proposal told the Daily Mail that they shared an emotional embrace just moments after she said yes. I really like these two together. I actually weirdly, like, really like Logan Paul. Um, I know people are like, he's whatever. I like him. I think he's really smart. And Do you like I'm him so just happy. as much as you like Jake Paul? Or do you have no. different feelings about each of them? I have different feelings about each of them. Oh. I, I don't I, – Jake Paul is a nut I can't crack. Like, why did the FBI fucking raid his house? Like, we never found out. Yeah, but – That keeps me up at night. Yeah, I would like to know, but, like, maybe they were just, like, raiding. Sure. You know? Especially if nothing yeah. came of it. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, by the way, I don't dislike Jake Paul either. I just happen to, like – I, I follow Logan Paul on, like, most social platforms. I find him really interesting and really smart, especially, like, his energy drink and then his WWE career. I feel like he's really done very well for himself, and he doesn't get, like, a lot of credit because I think people are just, like, referring to him as, like, a YouTuber and, like, his past scandals or whatever. But he's incredibly smart. Um, he really kind of invented that, like, influencer boxing culture. And I just think he's, like, a, a good businessman, and I enjoy following him, and I enjoy his content. And he makes a lot of content with Nina, and I think they're really cute. I think they're so cute. It's a good I don't match. Really they know, look alike, too. I don't know a lot of the difference between Logan and Jake Paul. They're just the Paul brethren to me. Um, okay. That's why it's like, I like them both. Yeah. But I think this is such a cute couple. So well matched. And they clearly are, like, seriously dated for a year. They're getting engaged. Hopefully and they, they look get alike. married. And That's how both... you know, like, a couple is destined to be together, like, when they start looking alike. And they're good looking. Yeah, tall and blonde. Yeah. I'm here for it. Like, I think it's a good match. I think when they first started dating, people were like, this is random. How do they know each other? But I think it's, I think she provides a lot of value for him in his life and, like, his public perception. And she provides a lot of value. Like, he, like, she's, like, an, a full-blown influencer now. You know, she was, like, more of a model, but now she, like, makes content and everything. Like, I think it's a good match. I'm really here for it. And I'm Mutually happy for that. beneficial relationship while also being a love match. Which is so, I feel like that's all you can really ask for from, like, a celebrity relationship. Yeah, he kind of looks like Alex Pettifer. Sort of. I totally see that. Yeah, I'm just looking at all these pictures of them right now. Yeah, that's that's actually a very good call. Yeah. And Alex Pettifer is so random. Like, literally, <laughs> how is he famous? What has he, like, done? No, and I feel like he has, like, a terrible reputation. And it's like, he's not famous enough for how bad his reputation is. No, he's, like... I know his name. Like, he has name recognizability. Like, what the fuck has he been in ever? And Like, no, I've seen him in so many of my crappy movies that I love. Right. But, like, he was in that movie with Vanessa Hudgens, like, Beauty and the Beast remake. Oh, Beastly. God. Do you remember that? No. Oh, my God. He, like, turns into a beast. It's actually Mary-Kate Olsen who plays, like, the little wench who turns him into a beast. It's kind of a classic. I don't know if I'd call it a classic. Endless Love, Snitch's favorite movie. Endless Love, yeah. Wild Child, which is actually my favorite movie and not a piece of crap and so good. And if you haven't seen it, you have to see it. Emma Roberts at her best. Yeah. Um, Magic Mike, I guess he's in. I think he's like oh, okay. a big part, of, part that. of that. And he's in Magic Mike XXL. I also think he like went through like a few years where he was dating really high profile women and like that's why we know him. Who was he dating? I think he dated um, Nicola Peltz. Ooh. Yeah, I'm like fairly certain. Let me just double check. Alex Pettifer. Nicola Peltz. He was in The Butler. 
Oh. But he was Thomas Westfall. The butler has such an interesting cast because it was like all these famous people playing historical figures. Mm-hmm. And it's always fun. Like Robin Williams played Dwight Eisenhower. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. And I don't know if Alex Pettifer and Nicola Peltz dated. I might have made that up. Oh, it's okay. It sounds right. Yeah, he dated. I don't know. He's just like, I mean, I literally Google Alex Pettifer girlfriend and he has like a new girlfriend, like another beautiful woman. I, like, I can't even keep track. But like a random person. Yeah. But like lots of beautiful women. He's handsome. Yeah. Never forget that James Marsden played JFK. And Minka Kelly played Jackie O. Well, James Marsden also played the great Corny Collins, so that's not shocking. Also historically correct. James Marsden, like, he he's a very, like, underrated slay. Like, he just kills. No way. Like, he's an amazing actor. I do think that, like, recently him being on jury duty is, like, one of the greatest things that ever happened to him because he's, like... He's not like somebody who's always like being spoken about in the zeitgeist. Like he's yeah. just like a really kind of consistent, good, famous actor. But he's at like, you know, he's on, he's the name on everybody's lips these days because of jury duty. And I'm happy for him. But like as someone who's loved him even like through the dark eras. Like, yeah. You know, when the calls weren't coming in for James it's So true. Like it just, I have to share him with the world now. No, I, by the way, I understand that feeling. Like, it's, like, I put in all the work. I've been here during the dark times, and, like, now everyone's on board. But, like, what about me? What about my feelings? Where were you, like, after Enchanted? Right. You know? Just hurts. But, like, if you ever question James Marsden's talent, which I don't know if somebody would, but if they were, all they have to do is watch Hairspray. No, and nobody questions his talent. Like, they couldn't. They couldn't question it. Because you know what? Things are popular for a reason. Exactly. Oh, and yeah. he wasn't dead to me. He was excellent in that. He actually, he played two different roles because he played two identical twins. He's so versatile. What can't he do? Oh my God, and he was in the best movie ever, Sugar and Spice. That's definitely where my love starts from. Oh my God. Well, I think everybody's love for James Marsden really starts at 27 Dresses. Yeah, no, honestly, not for me. Me neither. I don't, I don't like even particularly love that movie. Wait, who was he in Sugar and the Spice? Boyfriend. The best fucking movie. The the girls, they were pregnant together. I think his name was Jack. And he was yes. like the supportive boyfriend who was excited yes. to be a dad. Jack Bartlett. And he didn't know what Sugar, she was doing. Sugar and Spice is the most, I feel like people don't even know what we're talking about. I know. But like. Because it was like a movie about cheerleaders that came out around the same time as Bring It On. And like obviously everyone was watching Bring It On. But honorable mention to Sugar and Spice. They're like cheerleaders who rob banks. You guys have to watch it if you never have. And they're robbing a bank because one of them is pregnant and she doesn't know what she's going to do, so she needs money. Honestly, it's like the story of a, a woman in crisis. Yeah, and her friends rallying around her, women supporting women. Yeah. It's a beautiful movie. Yeah. That's wow. where the love starts for me. So true. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? An hour and 20 minutes later, I am. Adele calls out people throwing shit on stage at artists. She said, yes. I fucking dare you. During a recent Weekends with Adele show, the pop singer cheekily called out the disturbing trend of people throwing objects at artists on stage. She said, have you noticed how people are, like, forgetting fucking show etiquette at the moment? People just throwing shit on stage? Have you seen them? I fucking dare you. Dare you to throw something at me and I'll fucking kill you, she joked. (laughs) No, that's literally how I felt when I saw those videos. Yeah. Like, the rage that I felt. And so, and I'm not even an artist. I was just, like, trying, if I was BB Rex, so, like, I would have lost my mind yeah. And I'm glad that Adele's putting it out there. Like, I'll fucking kill you. 
yeah, I will say I have been to Adele's show and because Adele is like a certain type of artist and the show is in like this really sort of like regal Caesar's Palace, like it's partially, you know, you're sitting for some of the show. It's not the exact type of show where I feel like somebody would throw something if, if maybe just like a flower on stage. Um, so I don't think this is like going to be a, an issue for Adele, but she's like, a, you know, a major figure in the music industry and I'm glad she's speaking on it yes and she has like more of a mature audience like if now like putting together some of the singers who were attacked it's like BB Rexa, Ava Max, Kelsey Ballerini, Pink and it's like it's just like a rowdier younger audience whereas so I think but still it could have I mean it happened at Dave Chappelle's show yeah that's true with also I think a common theme for the people um Pink, BB Rexa Kelsey Ballerini, they were all performing outdoors. And I think people just like get fucking crazy outdoors. Oh, that's an interesting theory. Maybe it's like the fresh air getting to their head or something. Maybe. I don't know. Well, Pink's was also like a festival all day. People are like drinking all day. No, this is just something that needs to be nipped in the bud. And like, so I guess Ava Max was slapped by a concert goer who ran on stage during her show. And she tweeted, he slapped me so hard that he scratched the inside of my eye. He's never coming to a show again. Like, I'm sorry, that's just not a harsh enough punishment. Wait, he's ever going to a show again? He should never be able to leave his house again. I want an eye for an eye. Agreed. Come here, let me slap you. Scratched eye for a scratched eye. Love that. Also, Kelsey Ballerini was struck. Yeah, Kelsey Ballerini was struck and she had posted, um... I feel like hers was a little different because I don't think somebody was, like, trying to hurt her. They were throwing a friendship bracelet, which is something, you know, they do at Taylor Swift shows and now, like, a bunch of other artists are doing it, too. Um, I think the person, like, didn't mean to hit her in the face. Like, BB Rex's was mean-spirited. Ava Max's was mean-spirited. It was attack. Like, Kelsey, I mean, it's unequivocally wrong. Like, stop fucking throwing things. But I don't think the person was, like, an evil person who did it. Like, I think it was, like, a genuine mistake. But the lesson is stop throwing shit. And, yeah, and there Kelsey won't be any mistakes. Yeah, and Kelsey said, like, it's a fear of her. So she also was just, like, a, uh, mentally Shook. thrown off by it. It wasn't even yeah. so much, like, the physical pain. It was just, like, the sh- being shaken up. But I don't know. Like, you're not Babe Ruth. Like, you have a terrible arm. Don't fucking throw shit. Especially if you Keep can't aim. 100%. But like I, this is a really bad trend and I feel like it's not going it's not going away and like what they're going to put up glass barrier barricades. You want that? Oh my god, literally. You we're want that? Watch, like celebrities performing in cages. Mhm. It's just must be so scary like now that it's happening to so many different people before any artist goes on stage it's like something they have to think about. Yeah. And they're not going to like engage with the crowd as much. You know, you're going to want to like yeah. stand back from the stage. So yeah, no, it's it just ruining it's just ruining the fun for everyone. Yeah. But I just because feel like we, need, can't control we need harsher punishments for the people who are doing this because maybe it would stop. Yeah. Harsher <laughs> punishments for parole violators. For sure. You literally sound like Sandra Bullock in Miss Congeniality. Jackie, I thought the same no, fucking No, because thing. like if you just get like tweeted about, it's not a big deal. Like, but you need harsher punishments so that like people don't feel like they want to do this because the consequences no, and we are need, bad. Like, public shame we need photos of them being posted everywhere that really happened with bb rexa because hers was like really the worst um but some people th- that want guy's that, photo Claudia, and some name. people want that notoriety oh shit you right. know like the true mentally ill right like they're like, fame <sighs> is fame everyone's gonna know my name you're so right so i don't think that's enough jail i just feel like i get to throw a phone at you then yeah, like come backstage and <laughs> you want to throw something at me? I get to throw it right back at you. Actually, I get to choose someone who's going to throw it. I'm not going to throw Tom it on Brady. strong enough. <laughs> Tom Gronk. Brady. Yeah, Gronk. But then they'll do it so that they can meet Tom Brady. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. 
my God, it's a vicious cycle. Yeah, I'm telling you. It really, it really needs to be thought through. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Well, it has to stop. And I'm glad, you know, major players like Adele are speak. Everybody needs to get a fucking talking to. Yeah. Wow. I feel like amazing that we finally, like that we talked about everything, you know? Yeah, it's all out there. We mentioned it all. We've mentioned it all. And we had a lot of good laughs along the way. We really did. What was your favorite laugh of the show? Hmm, good question. Mine was I, Kim as a civilian. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe that, maybe that'll be our title. Maybe, but people are gonna want like Kyle and Mo. Maybe we do yeah. like a title. This is what we do on days where we have so much news, like Kyle and Mo. Kim parties like a civilian, and something else, and more. And oh my god, that's enticing. They will click Teasing. on that. Teasing. <laughs> yeah, we're such teasers. All right, well, tomorrow's episode is Jackson Claude back in studio uh, in NYC video and audio. Hope you enjoyed today's episode, and thank you so much for listening to the Toast Millennium Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere. Podcasts can be found on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, I already guess, Box, all the places where visit a podcast, find us a toast. Leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have an amazing day. Happy Hump Day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Love ya. Bye.